Hello there, you're welcome to Truth, the timeless word with practical insights. Your host is Reverend Bumi Omisha. I want you to know that the Lord is renewing your strength. Although you may be losing out physically but spiritually, you are gaining strength. Amen. You are gaining strength. And the Bible says that you renew our strength like that of an eagle. You know, apparently for the eagle world, you know, the older they when they grow, I think eagle apparently is the, I think one of the animals that are very old, you know. But at the at the point in time, they begin to shed their feathers, they begin to shed their feet. And as they do that, a fresh shore begins to grow. You know, so when the Bible says that they will renew your strength as that of an eagle, then that will bring restoration to you. Amen. Hallelujah. And I pray that in the name of Jesus, you will experience his power in a new dimension in this decade in the name of Jesus. And this one, I want to start a series which I'm tied to the experience in God. I mean, children, you're staying with us uh, for this one. Everybody stay with us for this one so that we get the theme um, for the year right, you know. Uh, and what I want, uh, I want to start a series that I'm starting to experience in God experiencing God. And the word experience, the word experience means that um, it means that you gain knowledge through your living or your learning. That you gain knowledge through your living or your learning. Or rather, what you come through, you gain knowledge. And I want to tell you that, you see, God is not just a mysterious or uh, uh, or a mystery that we can't understand or that we can't contextualize. God is in our lives an experience. Amen? Praise the Lord. And I want you to know that you can experience Him in all His ramifications. You can experience Him as your provider. You can experience Him as your defender. You can experience Him as your man of war. You can experience Him as the, the the, the Lord of peace, your love, you can express his love, his grace, you know, in every different dimension. And this one, I want you to turn your Bible with me to Isaiah chapter 46. Isaiah chapter 46. And I'm just going to read two verses there. Verse 8 and 10. Isaiah 46. And I'll be reading from the new translation. Oh, I don't have that. So, uh, sorry, the New Kingdom translation. Isaiah forty-six, verses eight to ten. If you are there, shall it be amen. amen. Remember this. Everyone say, remember this. Remember this. Remember this. And show yourself, man. Recall to mind. Oh, you transgressors, remember the former things of old. For I am God. Say, for I am God. And there's no other. God is God, and there's no other. There's a songwriter that sang a song that says, You are God, and there's no arguments. He's God, and there's no argument about it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There's no contention about his divinity, about his sovereignty. That's why the Bible says that he that says that there's no God, 
in his heart is a fool. Because the truth about it is that even when people don't acknowledge God, they acknowledge, they just refuse to acknowledge his divinity, but they acknowledge his presence one form or the other. I've heard people say that I don't really necessarily believe there's a God, but I know there's a force. There's something out there. What is the something out there? You just want to refuse acknowledge that he is God. You know? And that's why the Bible says it's foolish to think there's no God. So whether you believe or not, he is God. Hallelujah. He said, remember the former things of God, for I am God and there's no other. I am God and there is none like me. <coughs> now, I so much love this verse then. It says, I am God and there is none like me. And look at what he says. Look at what he says in verse 10. He said, declaring the end from the beginning. Declaring the what? The end from the beginning. In other words, from the before beginning. the exist, he knows of it already. In this world, he exists before he begins. So, God did not start planning for you when he popped out of your mama. Before you exist, before you conceive, you were conceived, before you were even imagined. God knew of you. How does someone say you're not an accident? No, an accident. And from the ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. The counsel of God will stand, and he will do all his pleasure. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. I said, concerning your life, the counsel of God will stand and he will do all his pleasure. But you see, one thing I understand or one thing I observe, I realize that many of us have lost the concept of the eternity of God. And one of the things I want to emphasize this morning is that you need to understand that God is not bound by time. God is not what? God is not bound by time because he dwells in eternity. And what does that mean? It means that God's plan and purposes for you are not just limited to this time. Amen? God's plan was there before you. And guess what? He's going to agree with you. I said, God's plan was there before you, and He's going to agree with you. You cannot live out all of God's purposes here on earth. Even paradventure, you spend 120 years on earth. The purposes and the plan of God is way, way too big than those years. And I want to cast your mind back very quickly to Abraham. Abraham was 70 years old when God visited him. For another 15 years, nothing even happened in his life. And when God promised, when God visited him at that 70 years, when he was old already, when 
it seems too late already, he didn't have a child at that time. So you might be looking at your life and you think that you've missed your goal of opportunity. One of the things I will say in the confession this year is that I have not missed my time of opportunity. My time of favor lies in my future. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. So you might think that you have lost out in life, but I tell you that your best is yet to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell someone for me your best is yet to come. Your best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Amen. The years ahead of you will be far, far greater than you've ever spent in the name of Jesus. Whatever you might have lost or seem to have lost, I, I declare upon you a sevenfold restoration. Yeah. Double for your trouble in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because God is not bound by eternity. His plans and his purposes are bigger than the present life. I remember reading uh, the scripture when God visited Abraham again. And, and God told him, said, Look, and your exceedingly great reward. Fear. Abraham's response said, God, you have promised this years back. Seeing that I go childless, what is when is this promise going to manifest? God says, literally, this is my own translation. Don't worry, I'm on the case. <coughs> and Abraham's mind that well, I've got nothing to show for your promise. But you know, interestingly, God says, He took him out and said, Okay, I think you're looking at the wrong thing. Look outside your tents. You are confined by this place. You are limited by what is just around you. You know, you look around, you see no child crying, you see no child coming, and immediately you reduce my promise to what you can see around you. Come, let me give you a new vision. God took him out of his tents. He said, look at the stars. He said, how many of them can you see? He said, I can't count. He said, that is the number of the seed that you have. Amen? Amen. Now, this is someone who doesn't even have a child. And God says, if you like, God is promising the offspring. And he's like, and I can imagine, he looks around, and he's like, he looked at himself. And God now went to Sarah and said, I told Sarah, I said, don't worry, Sarah, she will come see for you. Sarah, don't laugh. Sarah, come on, God. I know you can do all things, but this one, you know, like every one of us, you know, we say, yes, God, I believe you can do all things, but this one, you know, you know, like Sarah, we don't say that loud, and we think God doesn't care. But this one, I really don't think you can do it, but well, you're God. Amen? And when they say, why is Sarah laugh? And Sarah said, I didn't laugh. <laughs> I do love God. Amen. Hallelujah. But she laughed because the promise sounded too ridiculous for her to believe. And she even convinced herself, she gave every reason why God's promise could not happen. Because the physical limitation that she has, she could not see the promise of God in it. But the promise of God come true or not? It is. But you know, 
God has promised that you have children as many as the sons of them. He has only in his lifetime, he has only one child. Only one. And when you look through the scripture, what is interesting is that even his son had just one. And it was his grandson that began, if you like, the journey of the promise. And in Galatians, the Bible says that every one of us that are born again, we are the seed of Abraham. So you and I are fulfilling the promise of Genesis chapter 12. Amen? And what am I trying to tell you? What I'm trying to tell you is that don't live a frustrated life by being defined by the confinement of your world. There are many people who are in church today. There are many people who are in Christians, but who are so frustrated with life because they are trying to make life work for them. I pray that your experience is rest in the name of Jesus. So, what I'm saying to you is that don't limit yourself by life. Amen? Please let me tell someone sitting next to you. You see, I read of a story of um, two, two, um, two guys. Um, the name of one was George Bernard Shaw. Apparently, uh, was a playwright, English playwriter. Um, to you probably have heard of his name. In his time, he was a big celebrity, you know, contemporary with Mr. Um, Churchill. And at the time he was dying, I didn't know when he grew very old. And someone said, Well, you've achieved so much, there's so much about you, you know, and all this something like that. Just think of any celebrity you can think of now. And and they asked him, What exactly uh, what exactly what was more remarkable in your life, or what is it that you would, you want to do differently? I mean, this is a guy which, in the eyes of the world, was a very great success. He said, "I would have loved to do everything. I would have loved to undo everything Ben and Sean did." What am I saying? Even though he was getting to the end of life, he looked back at his life and felt, "I failed." <laughs> In the same story, another person was mentioned. His name was not mentioned because he was not a popular guy. Again, Paul, he had, at this time, he had cancer, and the doctor told him he had a month to live, and he was just thanking God and praising God. How God has been good to him, how God has helped him, you know, to accomplish so much in his, in his, uh, in his life and all of that. And he was just giving God the praise and God. If you like, he was excited to die. He was excited to go and meet this beggar. Why? Because he felt accomplished. And he felt accomplished not because he had so much money. He felt accomplished not because he had he had a name. Like I said, his name was not even mentioned. But he felt accomplished because he knew that the purpose of God for his life that he had met God's agenda. Amen? Yeah. 
And I pray for us that, you know, when we come to that point, when we come to that place, that we'll meet with our maker, he will say, well done, you good and faithful servants. Amen. That we will even die happy. We will know that, yes, I've met God's agenda. And what I want to emphasize this point is that agenda of life is not about you. Agenda of life is about him who made us. Who determines the purpose? You are not the one that determines the purpose, it's the one that makes it that determines the purpose. Amen? My phone is made by a Chinese company. Yeah, not Apple. Yes, fair enough, we copy the copy like in a lot of respects. But when whoever designed this thing designed it, do you think he finished designing and he said, guess what? This product that I've designed, we're going to call it a phone. Do you think that was how it was made? The moment it was designing it on paper, I was thinking about it. He was thinking, I'm going to make a phone. Isn't it? So by the time the product finished, by the time the product is designed, the product is said, guess what? What should we call ourselves? And that's what most of us do. We try to now dictate to God. And we try to set the pace and agenda for God. And what I'm saying to you is that quit the gospel of me today and embrace the gospel of the kingdom of God. Amen? Hallelujah. I say, quit what? Quit the gospel of me and embrace the gospel of the kingdom of God. Turn your Bible with me very quickly to Isaiah 29. Isaiah 29 verse 6. Go to Isaiah 64. 64. Let's start reading from verse 8. Or let's back up to verse 7. He said, There is no one who calls on your name, who stares himself up to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us and have consumed us because of our iniquities. <clears throat> but now, O oh Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter. All we are are the work of your hand. All we are are what? The work of your hand. Do not be furious, O oh Lord, nor remember iniquity forever. Indeed, please do. We all are people, are your people. Your holy cities are a wilderness. Zion is a wilderness. Jerusalem is a desolation. Hallelujah. 
And what I'm saying here is that verse 7 and 8 tells us that we disconnect from God because we run by our own agenda. And it's calling on us to realign ourselves to the purpose of God because He is our creator. He's the one that forms us, the one that shapes us. And when He forms us, when He created us, we do exactly what He wanted us to be. Amen. And once you align with His purpose, trust me, you will enjoy His peace. When you align with His purpose, there will no spread, there will no struggle. Amen. This does not say that challenges will not come. But you see, challenges are not the problem, or problems are not the problem. The problem is how we respond to the problem. Amen? You know, the Psalm 3 that we come and say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And the reason why he said that is because he knows that wants exist. <coughs> but because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen? Amen. There's nothing that confesses that's too big for God to handle. Praise the Lord, somebody. God is able. Hallelujah. I say God is able. So I said, first of all, God is not constrained with time. God is not constrained with time. And his plans are bigger than this life. His purpose are far, far greater. What you will need to realign with his purpose to enjoy his peace. We need to quit me religion and embrace. <laughs> okay. Number one, you have to realign with his purpose. No. No, that's number three. Okay. Realign with his purpose. No. So that you can experience his peace. <laughs> The next one is quit the gospel of me and embrace the gospel of his kingdom. God is a potter and we are the clay. In other words, he's the mastermind. He's the one that got it all. Amen. And the most important one, they're all important. I want to, but let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 4. So that we can all see together. I mentioned, but I want us to see it together. That his plan is before us, is before we are conceived. His plan is probably to leave us because they're bigger than life. And if you embrace it, life will be fun for you. Let's read from verse 4, and I'm just going to read 4 and 5. He said, Then the word of the Lord, Jeremiah chapter 1, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I did what? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Amen? Before you were formed, God was? 
So, in every form or shape of your life, you are not an accident. Praise the Lord. You are not a girl in a man's body. Neither are you a man in a woman's body. If. Amen? God has planned for you. Praise the Lord. And God is not confused about his plan for you. Amen? And, you know, one of the things, uh, one of the things that really, that's very common, particularly about among the younger generation is that I'm to find my purpose, you know. And everybody's looking for their purpose, find their purpose and everything. And their purpose is uh, being, everybody's purpose is being CEO of a uh, multinational company or the biggest tech company. That's everybody's purpose, you know. And the purpose is as long as money is in your pockets. That's got nothing to do with purpose. Nothing to do with purpose. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having money. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a CEO or anything. But those are all bad products of God's purpose. You see, any purpose of God will be bigger than you. And as I said, we have to be. And one of the things I want to also emphasize is that don't be deceived that because things are happening and things, nice things are happening in your life that is a mark of the hand of God over your life. Don't be deceived by that. God shines his song over the wicked and the righteous. Amen? So the fact that life is just going so great and wonderful does not mean that, hey, guess what? And you look at somebody's life, that doesn't appear to be going as great as wonderful and you think that, well, you know, it's because the favor of God is on my life. And you guess what? The favor of God is on my life. Absolutely not. You can imagine, let me take you back to Joseph. You can imagine when his brothers were planning to kill him or put him in that dungeon. You can imagine someone came to him and preached him and said, guess what? The hand of the Lord is upon you. You know, and his favor. His power is upon him. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm sure Joseph will probably slap that person. Look at what I'm going through. I'm going through hell here without any fault of man. And he said, the hand of God. And he said, the favor of the presence of God is with me. What, what type of prophet are you? So what I'm saying is that the fact that the God is going good is not an indication that God is with him. And the fact that the going is not going good is not an indication that God is not with you. Amen? And this is why you need to understand the real purposes of God. That's why Joseph even did not understand in full context what God was doing through him. But because he had a relationship with God, he knew that there's something, but I can't understand that I can't appreciate at the moment. That's why when his brothers were scared that now our father is dead, man, this guy is going to show up. Jesus called and said, I've got nothing to prove to you guys. And what you did was not because you wanted to do it, it was because God was working his purpose for you people. 
And if all of that didn't happen, guess what? We'll not be here. So, I want to encourage you this morning. Knowing that his purpose is not contained in this life, but in eternity, I want to encourage you to embrace living for eternity. Amen? Living for eternity. Not living for today. You see, um, because of the good things of life and everything, sometimes we have caught ourselves short of the bigger plan and the purpose of God. But I want to challenge you this morning that the plan of God is rich over our lives. Amen? His plan is richer than anything that anything can give unto us. No man, no, there's nothing that Satan can offer. I mean, look at Jesus. Let's cast our minds to Jesus when he took him onto uh, the Matthew chapter 3 when he tempted him. He said, Look at all of this I give unto you. Look at, in fact, the word of Satan said, Look at all the kingdoms of the earth, I will give them unto you. Without you, go through any suffering. And this time I look at that scripture, I realize that the same thing, Satan's because it was. Don't worry, let me get some of my name. If I get this on each part of the road. Yeah, I have a snapshot. You don't need to pay the price for anything. Just click your finger and it will happen. But thank God that Jesus did not take the bait. Sure, sure, I need to redo my hair first. Otherwise, it will not be here today. Amen. Week, Praise the Lord. But Jesus looked at all those suffering and said, Not my will, but your will be done. And that's what I want to challenge and encourage us that we should look at life, whatever life throws at us. Look at it and say, Lord, let your will be done in the name of Jesus. Yeah. In closing, turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 6. You know, the reason why we declare this month fasting and praying is because I believe that. There are things that God wants to do in us and through us in this day. And we need to embrace ourselves and align ourselves within. Fasting does not move God, it moves us. I told you last year, I said, find the excuse to participate in the fasting. Find a way. Look at um, Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray. And I want to draw your attention to verse 10. Because that's the purpose of our fasting. He said, I read from verse 9, he said, In this manner, therefore, pray our Father in heaven. Hallowed your name, in other words, worshiping, exalted, reverencing. But in verse 10 it says, Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. 
not as I will, not as I wish. He said, your kingdom come on earth as what? As it is in heaven. In other words, effective prayer is not praying anything that God has not already established. That's why the basis of our prayer and our fasting are the scriptures. We're not asking God for anything that He has not already established. We're not asking for anything that He does not want for our lives. We're not asking for anything that He does not want to happen already in our lives. Amen? From today, that's why our focus is on our nation. We are praying for our nation, we are praying for our neighborhood, we are praying for our city. And in a moment, we are going to lift up those in authority and power before the Lord. You know, pray that His kingdom come upon this land, upon our families, upon our neighborhood. Upon everything that concerns us, we want to see his kingdom, we want to see his hand, want to experience his power in every situation and circumstances of our lives in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's rise up to our feet. Let's rise up to our feet. And I want us to pray for one another. Before we, before we pray for Before we pray, we got to pass some prayer. I want us to pray first of all for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. I want us to pray that ask God to give you the spirit of revelation, the spirit of asking for the spirit of wisdom in the revelation of God this morning. You see, asking to reveal. His plan, his purposes unto you. Jeremiah 33 says, Call upon him, upon me, and I will answer you. Call upon him. I want you to open your mouth this morning and call upon him. Call upon him this morning. Asking for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of it. God says, by wisdom, everything that was made was made. Hey, I might come. I want to wisdom do spicy is the crazy power of God. After that crazy power, I believe that the there are things that God has endured man to do. Miracles have its place, but God also gives wisdom to make things happen. Ask the Lord to enlighten your eyes of understanding that you may know the hope of His calling over your life. Asking for to open your eyes and understand that you may know the hope of his calling over your life.
that God will convict them of sin and unrighteousness. That they will come to the same knowledge of God's grace and power. That they will be delivered from the power of sin and death. It is God's desire to see everyone saved. And we should have that desire as well. That no one will be destroyed in the eternal fire. But that everyone will come to know the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Our Father and our God, we thank you, Lord Almighty, for the grace to call upon your name. We thank you, Lord, because we know that you hear us from heaven. We appreciate you, Lord Almighty, for your word is true and they are life in our spirits. I pray that your word that has gone forth will not return to you empty-handed, but we accomplish the purpose to which you have set it for. I pray that, Lord, everyone under the sound of our voice, we experience your power and your praise in the name of Jesus. I pray that, Lord, in this year, oh God Almighty, you will move supernaturally, God. That, Lord, your wisdom and your understanding will be unveiled, oh God, in our lives in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord Almighty, for the creative ability, oh God, to make things happen in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord Almighty, for you have brought us, oh God Almighty, for such a time like this, oh God, to make wise decisions and counsel, oh God, that will save generations and lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord Almighty, for we to understand even in complex matters that your name may not be praised in the mighty name of Jesus. We bless you, we honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's declare together. Hallelujah. Let's declare this verse together. Say, I declare. I am grateful for who God is in my life and for what he has done. I will not take for granted the people, the opportunity, and the favor he has blessed me with. I will not look at what is right. I will look at what is right and not what is wrong. I will thank him for what he has done and not what he has not done. I will see each day as a gift from God. My heart will overflow with praise and gratitude for all his goodness. I declare God's incredible blessings over my life. I will see an explosion of God's goodness, a sudden widespread increase. I will experience the surpassing greatness of God's favor. I will, it will elevate me to a level higher than I ever dreamt of. Explosive blessings are coming my way. It is not too late to accomplish everything God has placed in my heart. I have not missed my window of opportunity. God has a moment of favor in my future. He is preparing me right now because he is about to release a special grace to help me accomplish that dream. This is my time. This is my season. This is my year. This is my decade. 
This is my moment. And I receive this today in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Put those wonderful hands to the Lord and give him a pleasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Please be reminded uh, before we declare something three together. Be reminded that on the 31st of this month, we come together on a prophetic and commendation service. Um, we want to commend everybody into this decade in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what the Lord will do in and through you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed by this message, please do share and subscribe to ensure that you always get the latest episode. I'd like to hear from you. If you have any comments or prayer requests or counseling need, we are here to help you. If you are calling outside the United Kingdom, it's double four double seven six nine double one nine four four nine. Alternatively, email revbumi at gmail.com and that is R-E-V-B-U-N mi at gmail.com or connect via social media facebook revb.omidiron or twitter at pstbuo hashtag podcast that is at pstbuo hashtag podcast i look forward to hearing from you sharing with you same time god bless you